0: There were some people yeah. at me, to kind of our embarrassment, who were like, I've never heard this before. I'm like, what do you mean? You've never I heard know. That. We actually had
1: a new manager yes. go through training, come out of the other side, and say he hadn't heard one of our guiding principles before. So we knew we had a gap in our training, and now we don't. Welcome to One Next Step the most practical business podcast in the world. Helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Ziveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. I'm Tricia Shortino, the CEO
0: of Belay. And I'm Lisa Zeveld, the COO of Belay. Together, we make up the team of TNLZ, We've known each other since 2005 and have worked together for more than a decade, growing a 100% remote business from startup to being recognized on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list for six years running.
1: LZ and I have learned a lot along the way and we have made some great friends and partners. For the one next step, we are cashing in some favors to bring you episodes filled with Excellent content delivered by some talented people, and we may have a thing or two to add ourselves. The One Next Step is
0: here to help you on your leadership journey. Each week, we release a new episode answering your questions about running an organization. We will always highlight One Next Step for you to take immediate action and include an activation guide that reinforces what you've heard.
1: We're excited you're with us today. In this episode, we're going to help you identify the processes and systems you're going to need to grow your business. These processes will help you consistently operate at a high level, deliver a great customer experience, hire the right people, convert leads, and so much more. All great organizations have nailed this down so that they can ensure a certain level of quality and consistency. At Belay, we've actually recently refined some of our core standard operating principles or SOPs, and in this conversation, Elsie and I are going to outline that process for you.
0: Yes, we are. And I'm so glad that we're covering it today because it's really important. So many businesses need to do this in order to scale and grow. Your systems and processes do more than just ensure quality. They save your organization time and provide clarity and expectations. You may be doing everything well as an organization. Maybe even revenue is going up. However, if your processes aren't documented, you are reinventing the wheel every single time you hire somebody, or perhaps you change something, counting on people to uphold an unspoken standard, or just to pick things up through osmosis, or even maybe even just relying on those people who've been in the business forever, you know, that makes you really vulnerable. And actually, it makes you unable to scale. So in this episode, we want to help you take the lid off of your business's potential by talking about documenting your procedures. Before we hear today's listener question, I want to talk to you about leading remotely. Because
1: whether you're dipping your toe into remote leadership or you've jumped in with both feet, one thing is certain. While it's not rocket science, it does take some careful leadership adjustments and recalibrations to foster the kind of relationships you need to be successful. Thankfully, Belay has 10 years of experience being a 100% remote company and has the
0: expertise necessary to help guide you. And well, it gets even better for our podcast listeners. They're offering a free four-part mini remote leadership masterclass that covers a variety of topics, including productivity, trust, communication, and culture. You can lead a thriving, engaged, and productive team remotely, and Belay can help. Get started by visiting belaysolutions.com Forward slash mini course today. Now let's get started with today's listener question. Hey, Trisha and Lisa. My name is Brenda and I lead a vocal coaching business in Nashville, Tennessee. I've grown my business to this point with me as the only person working directly with clients. The roles I've hired for have exclusively been administrative, so I can offer more billable hours. Now I'm completely booked which is really exciting. Uh, I believe the next step is to hire another vocal coach so we can serve more clients. Before I do that though, I want to make sure I have the right systems in place so someone can come in and hit the ground running. What systems and processes do I need in place to ensure my company can keep growing and maybe even one day run without me or (laughs) at least allow me to take longer vacations? Thank you for doing this podcast. I really enjoy listening to it. Thanks, Brenda. We're grateful for your question and happy to help. We know you're not the only business owner with this question, so our team knew they wanted us to answer it after it was received. So let's get started and explain what we've gone through
1: at Belay. So we have recently kind of redefined some of our SOPs or standard operating procedures here in 2020. And how we got there was this. We had been working with a leadership coach earlier in this year who kind of really challenged us to say, but are you sure everybody's clear? Are you sure it's all written down? And when he first asked the question, we really said to ourselves, yes, we are sure. (laughs) (laughs) We have such detailed training documentation. We write everything down. But after him challenging us, we really decided to take a deeper look and say, but do we have them globally aligned? And are they vetted through one single operational house? Because what we discovered is that individually each department had their operating procedures, if you will. Mm-hmm. But globally as an organization, how did they look? Did they marry each other? Were other teams aware of the operating principles that were going on in other areas of the business? So we, we came to this point where we said, okay... Now is actually a time at a very high level led by you, LZ, our COO of Belay and your team, to kind of really start going through the process at a high operational level, department by department, to evaluate, do we have the right operating principles, What is the foundation for creating those operating principles and how we even got through all of the operating principles?
0: So I'd love for you to share kind of that initial startup for you. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, like you said, I mean, when we were working with that coach, so often you as an organization, you think you're doing a good job. And then sometimes you have to ask those really great questions, kind of like when you're doing a review on yourself, when you ask somebody, you know, hey, what does it feel like to be on the other side of me? I think that's really what we did as an organization. We really just said, okay, take off your leadership hat right now. Take off, you know, the fact that you're sitting at the table with the officers and just tell us, you know, are there gaps? And we learned that there were some gaps. It was a good little ego check for us as an organization. (laughs) For sure. I mean, we're all not perfect, right? (laughs) We're not. We're not. But I will say that um, it was great timing because it was during Q2 And for us as a business, um, we were, you know, COVID-19, the pandemic, and so we actually had some teams with some availability, and it gave us time to tackle a very big project that we might not have tackled in the manner by which we did because we did have extra time on our team. So. Really, for me, what I wanted to do was make sure there was cohesion. I did not want anyone to say that our standard operating procedure did not align with our mission or our core values.
1: Yes. And so,
0: really, what we did is we created this beautiful pyramid. Well, I think it's so pretty. (laughs) It is pretty, pretty. Um, But it allowed people to have a visual of where we were trying to go with that. And so, at the very tippy top, It was for us our mission statement. And so, as Mm -hmm. we're kind of talking through this, you know, I cannot say it enough. And I know that you're going to reiterate it all of these things, every business, no matter if you make widgets, if you are professional services. Everybody should have all these things, right, T? Yes. It's it's yeah. like a funnel. Yes. Your pyramid is like an
1: upside down funnel. All these pieces feed into the next layer. So, yep, at the tippy top, mission.
0: Yes, yes. So, if you don't already have a mission, you need to get a mission. So, get your mission statement. And from that mission statement is how you start coming up with your core values, right? So those Mm -hmm. are the things that your team, those are the litmus tests by which your team starts to quote unquote, funnel all their decisions through. So that's really, really important to have that. And this is something that I don't think is taught in business school, right? Your conflict norms. Ooh, how do you engage (laughs) with each other? When there's a contrarian perspective or decisions being made. Right, right. So you've got that mission, you've got the core values, but you really haven't told people how to really be the contrarian and have a, a different opinion. You don't want a leadership team and you definitely don't want your team members to all just be one thought process, you know, no difference of opinion there, but you need to teach them how to have those conflicts. And so for us, that's really that third part of the pyramid right there. Yes.
1: And we we don't like to hire yes men. I say this all the time. Everyone's hired to have an opinion and a voice Mm -hmm. and to bring value. can't bring value if all you do is agree. So we actually encourage our team through our conflict norms to appropriately see something and say something. So that's right. that's one of ours at Belay. If you see something that's out of sorts, or you see something mm-hmm. that's not going the way it should, or if a process is out of whack, or there's a client issue or whatever it may be, see something, say something, because we we want to be able to solve problems. And the first thing you need to know when solving a problem is
0: understanding that there actually is a problem. Right. And it's keeping people accountable too. I mean, you know, we kind of joke around that, you know, there are times when you and I have Differentiating opinions, you know, and that's a good thing. We want people to know that you and I don't always get along. We do now more than ever. We get along. (laughs) We We just, (laughs) you know, we've worked together for so long and we have so much history with each other. But there are times when you see something a little differently than I see it. And that's when those conflict norms are so important. But we would not do our team justice. We wouldn't do belay justice, our clients justice, if we always agreed and we always had the same idea. Like how boring would that be? No, yes, you don't we that. Do, we are not boring. No, we're not boring. We're not boring. <laughs> we so are fun. Is that? <laughs> yes, well, and that's well, one well, of our well, core values, values. In case you were wondering,
1: <laughs>
0: we don't take Always ourselves fun. too seriously. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> That's right, so okay, we have our mission, we have our core values, and then we're gonna talk about our conflict norms next. After that, this was a new thing for us, but we created guiding principles, and this is all those things that are kind of talked about within an organization, but so often people forget to write them down. And we just created a list, it was 30 items, and one of them, please say it. It's my favorite thing you say. What is it about the price, Trisha? Oh, the price is the price, <laughs> is the price. <laughs> That's right. We believe in the value we bring,
1: and we don't like negotiating. So the price is the price is the price, and we know why it is. And we have other things like that, like no gossip. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We don't tolerate gossip because one bad apple spoils the bunch. So there's certain, to Lisa's point, we have a lot of them, but there are certain kind of guiding principles Um, if you will, that we live in and die by because they answer the questions our team has and they make it so clear.
0: Right. And there are things that this is really where we started to notice those gaps is that one team talked about it a lot, but the other team didn't talk about it as much because there's a variety in responsibilities for your team. So for example, the price is the price is the price was something that was absolutely clear to our sales team and to our client relations team, but maybe marketing because they're not dealing Mm -hmm. with the customer's all that right. often, maybe they just didn't know about it, and so then they would have questions, well, why aren't we doing this or that?" And so it was as an organization, it was all of us getting on the same page. And when we actually communicated them for the first time, there were some people, yeah, I mean to kind of our embarrassment, who were like, "I've never heard this before. I'm like, what do you mean? You've never I heard I know. That. We actually had
1: a new manager.
0: Yes. Go through training,
1: come out of the other side, and say he hadn't heard one of our guiding principles before. So we knew we
0: had a gap in our training, and
1: now we don't.
0: Yes, and it was a great iterative process where we literally took all of our leadership team, right? And we sat down yeah. and we said, send us some of yours. And they were very, very different. But then those 30 were the common theme that was kind of weaved throughout this. So this was a multi-week process of meeting with our leaders and really coming up with that list of 30. And here's the thing. I'm going to give everybody permission. It does not mean that these are going to be the same 30 today and 10 years from now. Now, Give yourself permission if you create these for things to change because your business is going to change. The last thing you want is to have a bunch of antiquated guiding principles 10 years from now because you created them. It's kind of what we say about our mission statement. It's not there to collect dust on the wall.
1: Yes. No sacred cows. Everything's okay. up to change. Yeah. Which is one of the Change means principles. you're growing. <laughs> yeah. Change means you're growing. If, you st- if you're the same tomorrow as you are today, you're stuck. So we're always yes. moving forward. Progress. So yeah, the guiding principles process was awesome because, first of all, our entire management and leadership team participated. So mm-hmm. A, we had buy-in. We had every representative yes. from every department in the organization participate in the event. And mm-hmm. everyone submitted their ideas. Some sent in five. Some sent in 25. Right. And then Lisa LZ had a really long list of all of these guiding principles.
0: And <laughs> I I Wordsmith the, them all. You did. So
1: then we kind of consolidated them down by topic. And what yeah. you found were there were common threads amongst all of those guiding principles, where we were able to then, to your point, over weeks of time, narrow that list down and really get to what were our final current 2020 guiding principles. And then we had our entire team read them. Every manager go over every team member with them and actually sign a document saying they've read them. So we are ensured they are put out to the organization. Everybody's aware of them and everyone's accountable for them.
0: Yes. And all of our new hires, this will be a part of their training to make sure that they read them Mm -hmm. all as well. So very, very important. Yes. And, and here, we've got two more on the pyramid, but I'm just going to pause really quick and say, so often, because it's not immediately revenue generating, I think this is where we see a lot of new entrepreneurs and business owners, they skip over these things. Mm-hmm. They kind of think they're a little fluffy, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you're very operationally driven, you can see these as a very fluff. But what they don't understand is this really is getting everybody on the same page so that you can, you know, make sure that there's redundancy on your team, that you can make sure that there's lots of clarity on your team. And that's how you become scalable. And that's how you get that fast growth. So it may seem like you're slowing down, but this is really what's going to propel you.
1: Yeah, I agree. And in hindsight, I wish it was an exercise we went through years ago. It would have set a great foundation for us. So my encouragement to you is if you're, if you're, um, a newer organization or a small Business. It may seem like it's a silly exercise to walk through, but it, it will stay with you and guide everything that happens from that day forward. A lot of the things that we uncovered were things that we knew we just had never put pen to paper. So I think there's, there's something very valuable about putting pen to paper and then making sure that everyone's aligned on the same page.
0: Right. And I think it was key that they heard that coming from you, our CEO, that you found it valuable for everybody to pause And to really focus on these things. So that way, when we were out of that kind of slow season, that Q2 with the pandemic, that we could just hit the ground running because we had spent the hard work and the time focusing on those. Absolutely. Yeah. So next on the pyramid, I'm going to recap again. We have our Mm -hmm. mission we have our core values, we have our conflict norms, we have our guiding principles, and then we have our business objectives. And the reason why this is so important, and now we have business objectives for all of our service lines, but we wanted to really carve out what our business objectives are because next in the rung, which is the foundation, is our standard operating procedures. So you cannot create standard operating procedures if you don't know what your business objectives are.
1: Right. What are you selling? Who are you selling it to and why?
0: (laughs) Right? Yes. It has to be very, very clear. And so all of these things tell a story. And what was really great is when we put them in the pyramid and we started to actually document them, you can see the consistent vein that runs through them, right? Like Mm. we believe in excellent customer service. We want to serve our clients really, really well. We also happen to think that we can serve them really, really well because we have an excellent product, and we do a good job of protecting that product and making sure that we only offer what is truly, truly the best, and we do it in such a way that is honoring to ourselves as a team, it's honoring to our clients, and it's honoring to God. So all of those Mm -hmm. things started to fit really, really well together. So the standard operating procedures, we could get down- in the weeds. Dirty in the weeds. <laughs> it was And dirty. if you're a leader,
1: you're only allowed
0: to go there temporarily. You're not allowed <laughs> to live there.
1: You can just,
0: for a short period of time, go in those weeds. And so what we did is we had our project manager here at Belay that actually worked with each and every leader and each and every team to make sure that every process was documented. Every single one. And we're a fairly large organization with a lot of processes. Yes. And a lot of different applications, lots of technology Mm -hmm. that we use. But again, think about bringing somebody new onto the organization or God forbid, Mm -hmm. somebody is no longer there in your organization that has been there for a long time. Like how do you train the next person to do that job? And outside of that, Mm -hmm. your SOPs are an Awesome, awesome opportunity to see where there are big gaps and gaps. where there are inefficiencies, right?
1: Inefficiencies, oh my key gosh, yes. takeaway for us, right? We we yes. uncovered mm-hmm. how many micro tasks everything is taking, and it has really allowed us to focus on how do we save time here? Right. How do we shrink this process? How do we mm-hmm. add technology or an application to help this process so that our team can be more productive?
0: Yeah, because some of our processes, we actually track by the number of days or the number of hours that it takes to complete something. Again, having really great customer service, we wanted to take a look at that customer journey. And we once we were able to put that pen to paper and go, oh, yeah, that is where, we were able to actually say, hey, how can we carve a day out of this? Mm -hmm. How can we remove a couple of steps here or there? Or like to your point, earlier point, how can we create technology or leverage technology to make sure that that's happening?
1: And to really get down to the micro detail to make it clear what we're talking about. For example, I'll use sales team. As, a, as an example for our listeners, so when we're talking about creating SOPs, we're talking about a lead has come in, what happens to that lead? Mm-hmm. Step one, it goes to a rotation, is assigned to a salesperson. Step two, they get an email. Step three, they get a phone call, right? So right. we are literally talking about the step-by-step actions mm-hmm. that Belay or our team member is taking for everything. So there's a whole operating procedure on what happens when there's a lead. Then there's a completely separate operating procedure, what happens After they have a sales call and a separate operating procedure on how to send a contract and a separate operating procedure on what happens when the contract's signed, what happens when the contract's not signed. So you can easily see for everything you do, how you can kind of create this how-to that is so clear for anybody
0: in your organization to read and kind of walk through. Right. And it gives you as a leader the opportunity to inspect what you expect my favorite quote. Ever. I know. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> saying that <laughs> Because you know what those steps are and you can measure those steps, right? What, what the other mm-hmm. quote we love to say is you can't, you know, measure what you can't, you can't <laughs> measure what you can't see, right? You What's can't that? measure what you can't see. <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. So, you know, you want to be able to measure that. And by actually writing down what those steps are, it becomes very clear because we actually want our team members to be successful. We want them to win. But let's be truthful. Not everybody is successful in their position. And so you do have to create things like KPIs and metrics that you measure your team members on. And SOPs can be part of that because it's very, very clear what they should be doing.
1: Yeah. And then, and then ultimately, the job is that those SOPs make sense, mm-hmm. that people follow them because you, you have historical information that proves them to be working and effective. And if they're not, you change them. And this is how your organization runs effectively. You're constantly focused on productivity and they feed all the way up the funnel, back up to your mission. And everybody is clearly marching in the same direction and there's no confusion. And in turn, that creates an excellent experience for your customer who really does feel that on the other side of you.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, I, you know, love to use some of the examples of the really large organizations who are global. You know, no matter where you go, if you think about a Big Mac is a Big Mac is a Big Mac, right? I mean, you can be in any country and you know, because McDonald's has a very clear and concise way to make a Big Mac. The same thing, you know, if you are running a professional services organization, um, hopefully you're getting new business off of referrals. Nothing is worse, take it from us, nothing is worse than a referral coming in and expecting to receive exceptional service, right, from Same as the person who referred them. Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) Right. But because it's different people Mm. and it's a different service provider that, hmm, something seems Mm. a little off. Well, with your SOPs, you can guarantee that consistency and experience because you want to make sure- That your service is your service, your service, just like a Big Mac is the same in Paris as it Mm -hmm. is in New York City. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Yes. So by creating all these things, you really are solidifying the consistency. However, It does not mean, I already alluded to this, it does not mean that you create them and you forget about them. Now, your mission really should be your mission. It's probably not going to change all that often, although ours has changed in in the last 10 years. We've made Mm -hmm. updates to ours. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your core values. You may need to change them, probably not that often. Your SOPs, though, you need to make sure, and we change a lot here at Belay, again, because we're trying to be the best of the best. You do need to make sure that you have somebody on your team who is making changes in the moment. And then after that, you want to have quarterly reviews. And that's where your project manager, or maybe if you've got an office manager, somebody who has operational gifting can take a look at those and make sure working with those managers and department heads to make sure the SOPs are current and relevant. Doesn't do you any good if you hire somebody and they're all wrong. (laughs) No, yes. You got to keep
1: them fresh and up to date in the day to day.
0: Yeah. So if you put all these things together, I really think that as an organization, you can start creating the foundation for a very successful operational side of your organization, which, by the way, helps you on the other side, which is growing revenue. That's right. Revenue is king. Revenue is king. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so thank you, Trisha. I know this has been super helpful for our listeners. Yes. yes, I hope it is.
1: I hope y'all can take one next step from this and walk away and really kind of sit down with your team's listeners, um, whether it's small group or large, and start really putting pen to paper and defining what are your standard operating principles, but making sure before you begin, you have all the other parts of the funnel ready to go and in alignment
0: okay well you know what time it is it is time for the one next step as the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure that taking action isn't overwhelming to you. So each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. Today's next step is to download this episode's activation guide, which is our essential processes and systems checklist. Ooh, and you know, what, what I'm does it thinking? love a checklist? I know. <laughs> and maybe, may, I mean, should we give them the pyramid? I mean, the pyramids. Beautiful and so helpful. So I say yes. Okay, okay. So we we just made a decision on the fly. We're also gonna give you the pyramid because, I mean, it is quite gorgeous. So use this list to track what you've documented thus far and what's left to systemize in your business.
1: Absolutely. This is gonna be a great download, guys. To download it now, text the phrase One Next Step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. That's onenextsteppodcast.com. And when you request today's guide, you're also gonna receive a summary of the episode which will include key quotes and takeaways, links to resources mentioned in the episode, and questions to ask yourself
0: or your team to further explore today's topic. That's right. And we're also going to give you a link to a 10 to 15 minute playlist that you can play in the background while you focus on your One Next Step. So again, text the phrase One Next Step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. And we're even going to give you the
1: opportunity to submit your business questions so one of us or a future guest can answer it during an upcoming episode.
0: Yes, that's right. Our challenge to you is to download the guide and then give yourself the next 10 to 15 minutes to work on your next step. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of One Next Step. We hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join us next time for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time.
1: Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. So start by making
0: today count.
1: Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.